The gang got back together real quick and it's crossover time because the Bengals and the Jaguars will get together for a Monday night duel. James and I will tell you all about it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars and Locked on Bengals. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, good people. Welcome to another edition of Locked on Jaguars and Locked on Bengals. It is the Thursday crossover sponsored by Prize Picks. And we like to say it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. We are free to subscribe to on both of our YouTube pages on Locked on Jaguars and Locked on Bengals. Make sure you tap in, hit the like button, hit that bell for notifications. Also, so you don't miss an episode and wherever you get your podcast, the ones you listen to when you're riding around in your car or when you're at work at your desk, you're not supposed to, wherever you listen to those that make sure you tap in every single day. So you don't miss an episode of locked on Jaguars or locked on Bengals. And this crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by prize picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NFL and use all lowercase for locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Isn't this a regular crossover? Because this is my partner crime from my my Wednesday days of locked on NFL. I moved to Fridays, but my man James Rapine, welcome. I say welcome now, and I'm going to tell you welcome tomorrow when you get to Jacksonville, Florida. I'm excited. I'm excited to to hit up Florida. It's really, really chilly here in Cincinnati. The temperature dropped a ton a few mm-hmm. days ago. So I'm excited, and I'm excited to see you as well. It should be a, a fun game. Maybe not the game we all anticipated when the schedule yeah. came out, but certainly a fun game on Monday night. Yeah, we were looking at a, a shootout between Joe Burrow and, and, and young Trevor Lawrence, um, and uh, we're not going to get that. But I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to get into the biggest storylines. And I'll go first. My first biggest storyline is can't get caught sleeping at the wheel if you're Jacksonville thinking everything's sweet just because Joe Burrow is missing. You know, Lou, as far as I'm concerned, is Coach Amarulo still over there? He's still there, right? Yeah, Lou Anarumo. Yeah, he's yeah, still Anarumo, still over there and calling plays. Uh, they still got a defensive end named Hendrickson or something like that. He's still there, right? Yeah. Uh, they got a wide receiver, Jamar Chase, and and yeah. look, they're still a dangerous, dangerous, wounded football team. And what the Jaguars can't do is sit here and lay an egg because they have a two-game lead in the AFC South. I'm I'm very weary of games like this because it is the NFL, and you can get got by anybody. The Jaguars' last game of the of last year was against the Tennessee Titans at home in front of the whole country with a playoff game at stake. And they were losing with two minutes to go. And Josh Dobbs was the quarterback. So we know what it's like when a team that has pride team that is used to winning comes in wounded and you think it's okay. And then all of a sudden the game starts to ebb and flow and it doesn't go your way. I'm weary that the Jaguars uh, will allow that, will allow that to happen. The biggest storyline for the Bengals is simple. Can you be that sleeper team now that, Mm. That team's overlook, and and can you make a playoff push without Joe Burrow? And as I say that, I can feel our listeners and viewers on the Bengals side of things cringing because a lot of them are thinking about the draft and about mm-hmm. the offseason and offseason moves. Well, the Bengals aren't thinking that way internally. 
they're thinking, all right, we've dropped three straight. We have to respond. We're still in the thick of the playoff race. We got to get a win in Jacksonville. And can they? Yeah, they can. Will they? Well, that's a whole nother, whole nother topic. And I think the reality started to set in that it wasn't going to be, and they knew that without Joe Burrow, it was going to change things. Mm -hmm. But when they lost to Pittsburgh the other day, a game that they probably felt like they should have won with, with how Pittsburgh turned the ball over in the red zone and, and the Bengals gave it right back in the red zone and it kind of cost them, but it it was a game that was there to be, be stolen in the division Mm -hmm. and to lose that 16 to 10, I think they're like, oh, is this who we are now? So the biggest storyline for me is, is this who the Bengals are? Or are they going to be this sneaky, feisty, scrappy team that still has Jamar Chase and is probably going to get some of their talent back that that was out last week, including a T. Higgins, maybe a Cam Taylor Britt. And they certainly have talent to be scrappy and to be a problem and to be more than just a a speed bump for these teams that are clearly eyeing the top seeds in the AFC, like the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that that's the storyline is who are these Bengals? Are they going to win just a game or two the rest of the way and, and not really be that competitive? Or are they going to be competitive and be a tough out, even though they don't have Joe Burrow? A lot of teams win individual games without great quarterbacks. They usually don't win those games when there's a, a significant drop off. And the quarterback just got hurt. So when you say a three-game losing streak, I'm thinking at some point that kid's going to get better. And at some point he's going to be more serviceable, almost a Tommy DeVito type, how they upset somebody last week when, you know, everybody thought that they were done. I don't want him to wake up this week, right? I don't want things to click this week. And when you have a defensive coordinator that can dial stuff up, when you have a running back who – can carry the load he can get 25 carries and when you have a receiver all you got to do is get him the ball on quick out and he can do whatever he has to do and you can start manufacturing first downs Jacksonville has to make sure that they don't get caught in that formula NFL type game where special teams and then you got a kicker who can kick it from St. Augustine so he can make kicks too those things are dangerous and I and I and I'll say it like this a couple of years ago Jacksonville went to Cincinnati on a Thursday night that's the whole, you know, they that's the game where Urban Meyer probably should have just got on the airplane and come back. Should have just went back. What you doing? Urban? Jaguars were horrible. And that game, and that's the year Cincinnati, I believe, went to the Super Bowl. It is. And it came down to a kick at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm that's what I'm afraid of with this. And we have to really, really make sure we guard against it. Yeah, that, that game, it sort of turned the goal line stand late in the second quarter. Jaguars yeah. almost went up 21 nothing in that game. They absolutely and did. I it, remember. it was like, what the heck is going on here? Are you going mm-hmm. to wake up? And and the Bengals did and, and snuck out a win. But I, I agree with you. I think Jacksonville, I, we, we've talked a lot on Lockdown Bengals about quick starts and the importance of that. The Jaguars do not want to let the Bengals get confidence that, oh, this is going to be different. We are going to respond. Or you go three and out to start the game and then you give up points on that first drive to Jake Browning. You just don't want that. You don't want him to feel like he's in any any sort of rhythm. And so I, I think that is important for a team that's trying to find itself in the post-Borough era. And you're right. There, There's a lot of talent. I, I was preparing for this just looking at the, the matchups, and there are some good matchups that we should get into that involve a couple of guys that you already mentioned and some that we haven't mentioned yet. 
And we absolutely will uh, get into those matchups. We always uh, have to make sure we don't over talk it and stay on here an hour because of how we vibe. But we won't do that to you here, the listeners. Uh, we're going to talk more Jaguars and Bengals more Monday night. We might even get to some culinary stuff a little bit. You know, we're seeing what we're going to feed James uh, since he comes uh, to North Florida here on tomorrow. We'll do all of that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Bengals Thursday crossover. All right, I got to tell you guys about Prize Picks. It is Thursday. It is the crossover show, and Prize Picks is our sponsor for the day. And they are also the number one daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Now, you can't just do it without going to prizepicks.com or downloading the app or just go to prizepicks.com and use the code locked on nfl all lower caps prizepicks.com forward slash locked on nfl and use the code locked on nfl for a deposit match up to 100 i'll repeat that go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on nfl and use the code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 hundred dollars i got beat out last night by half a point but that's all right i chose the flex option and i still cashed out you can do the same thing at prize picks make sure you use the promo code today locking in here on segment two we're going to talk matchups between jaguars and bengals james i'll do the honors and let you go first well, you mentioned Trey Hendrickson, and he's got 10 and a half sacks this year, Trey Hendrickson. I also saw that Cam Robinson was put on injured reserve earlier this week. And so let's dive into that. Who's going to be tasked with stopping Trey Hendrickson, who's obviously the Bengals' leading sack artist at this point of the year? Walker Little, who had been playing Ooh. left guard, but he is better at left tackle, a former second-round pick in the same We know about Walker draft. Little. 2021 yeah we talked yeah. about him and well the Bengals did not pick him go ahead yeah but they got walk a little they made a trade at the trade deadline for Ezra Cleveland from Minnesota to play guard yep. and it turns out he's a better guard than Walker Little is and Walker Little may or may not be a better guard a better tackle than Cam Robinson but Walker Little is definitely a better tackle than he is a guard so I think it'll be on him I think it'll be on um a little chipping from the tight ends, and, and I think they'll be smart to get the ball out of their hands very, very quickly. Yeah, I think that that's – you don't sound concerned. And usually when the a, a top left tackle goes out, a starting left tackle, it's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. it's going to be this guy, but – and you were – there was no buts. There was no transitions. It was, oh, Walker Little. He's better at yeah. tackle. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I, I think that's a huge matchup, though, because if this Bengals team is going to slow down the Jags – Mm-hmm. offense and a big play potential offense and the reason i say that isn't just the jags it's the Bengals. the Bengals have given up big plays to every team they've played this year it seems like mm-hmm. including the steelers last week which they had no business doing you have to get the to trevor lawrence you can't let him go off script and, and let him move around back there and and even when someone's not open by the extra second so he can find calvin ridley deep downfield or find christian kirk and so I think that matchup, Trey getting to Trevor 
that is huge. And if you can prevent that with Walker Little and some chips from the tight end, uh, you take it all day long if you're Jacksonville. Mine, that's a very, very good point. Mine is Jaguars. The matchup that they have to watch out is them versus themselves. And um, I know that sounds like I'm yeah. describing Georgia or Alabama. Like it sounds just cocky us. right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. All right. So, so obviously, me yeah, me. obviously, the reason I feel that way is because they have to pay attention to their opponent and not the press clippings and the the lack of respect that they are getting as an eight, eight and three football team. Um, they went to Houston and won a game against the Texans last week where Trevor Lawrence had what I thought was his best game as a pro. And that still wasn't good enough for people to talk about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they talked about CJ Stroud who also had a really, really good game. And uh, I just think the disrespect, which can be a good thing if harnessed and used the correct way is, um, it could also preoccupy you if you do it the wrong way and you could start looking past opponents and, and you could start playing to try to impress people instead of going out and being fundamentally sound and doing the things that you have to do. And you find yourself in a dogfight with a team that is used to getting to the AFC championship game at a minimum. Hmm. Now they don't have their quarterback. Okay. We've already discussed that and we understand that they're not the same team. And I, I don't believe T Higgins and Todd Boyd are, 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 are those Tyler guys. Boyd. Go- yeah, Tyler Boyd. Are they going to play? I think T's got a real shot. Tyler will. Uh, T's got a good shot, though. I, I think um, think he might be back and, and trying to impress in front of his former college quarterback. Yeah, so that's dangerous. That's that's absolutely dangerous because if you've watched them for the last few weeks, you haven't prepared for that. You've been preparing for a team that's going to try to grind it out and and make things easy for their quarterback. So. That's why I say you you can't get caught up in yourself too much. You you have to uh, not play to protect or to uh, to earn the respect of national media. None of those guys matter, man. The only thing that matters, the game is just this simple. James, it's tried and true. Blocking, tackling, kicking game. That's it. Blocking, ta- we we sometimes make this so hard. It comes down to blocking, blocking, tackling. The team that does that the best is going to win. No boneheaded penalties. Yeah, it, it, get them off the field on third down. Don't give them confidence. And uh, so really, for me, it's Jaguars against themselves. But that doesn't mean that the Bengals are not formidable because they are. I think you mentioned the tackling part. That's been such a topic here in Cincinnati as well. Logan Wilson suffered a sprained ankle against oh, I, I, this past week. And um, so we'll see there against the Steelers. We'll see if he can go. I think he's trending in the right direction. You have the extra day, so we'll see. But tackling, they have mm-hmm. to tackle Travis Etienne. They have to bring down Evan Ingram. And Pat Fryermuth had a career high receiving yards this past week against them. I'm sure Jacksonville is going to see that and say, oh, well, we can get Ingram, who's more athletic than Fryermuth. He's a little mm-hmm. smaller, but he's certainly more athletic. We can get him in space and throw him those seam routes and – we can try to get deep balls to to Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk because it worked. Deontay Johnson got open downfield, and, and Frymuth got open downfield. George Pickens had an explosive play. And I'm just looking back at last week. That's the other aspect here, this defense. And the reason I'm harping on the defense so much, I, I have lower expectations for the offense. They don't have mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. And, and what we've spent a lot of time this week on, on Locked on Bengals, so if you're looking for that, go to it. We talked a lot about the offense and how they can change things and how they can be a little bit better. But if you're going to win in Jacksonville, you have to make sure that this 
Jags offense doesn't score 28. Because if they get to 28 or they get to 30, that's just it's a lot to ask the offense to to go out and do. And so that's, yeah, so that's the number 28. I was wondering what what the where the threshold was of okay, I, I I mean you want to keep them under 20, and they did that last week, but they got crushed on time of possession and still gave up a, a, a ton of yards, over 400 yards. And the Steelers just they're not like that. The the Jags, they do put up 400 yard games. And so how bad could it be if they don't come? ready to play and i think they will because this is kind of the the season on the line game where if you win you're six and six you can lick your wounds a little bit and and see if you can make a run and if you lose well, you've lost four straight you're five and seven and you're no longer in the hunt as they say when they show the the playoff picture in the afc it's gonna be huge it's you know i, I got a feeling that if jack if the, the jaguars are able to put it all together and walk past them Nobody's going to give them credit because the first thing they're going to say is, well, they were without Joe Burrow. Um, good news for Bengals fans. I don't know if y'all know this. The Jaguars have played better on the road than they have at home. They won eight straight games on the road. That is unheard of in the National Football League. Eight straight. They won. So they struggled to really be consistent at home. They played a, a pretty clean game um, last week. They got hammered three weeks ago by the, the 49ers at home. So – um, I think that was a moment where they actually learned a lesson. They actually learned a lesson. So we're going to do keys to victory. We glossed over it a little bit. Keys to victory and predictions. Of course, I'm going to pick the Jaguars to win, and I'll let James surprise you with who he is going of to course. take. Of course. Yeah. Bengals fans are going to crush you now. Why? Listen, Bengals course. fans like me, man, because, you know, they, they, I'm course. like y'all. I'm like your cousin. You know what I mean? Of course. All right. Of course. Uh, you know. We have to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your two, your 24-7 covering uh, the top sports stories of the day with local experts like James and myself of Locked On, plus our national shows that James and I also work on covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel james and i will discuss our predictions and how we think this game is going to go we'll do that in just a second here on crossover between locked on jaguars and locked on Bengals. doordash doordash is our absolute favorite delivery service for our groceries and our food. One thing we really love about DoorDash is the fact that DoorDash delivers from your local favorite joints, the little small joints like the pizzeria that's five miles outside of my front door. And they've been there through some tough times for me and my family and other people have even used their DoorDash accounts to, to send us food while we were going through a little bit of a rough time so you can get 50 percent off up to ten dollar value when you spend fifteen dollars or more on your first order when you download the doordash app and enter the code locked 23 i'll say it again 50 percent off up to ten dollar value when you spend fifteen dollars or more on your first order when you download the doordash app and enter the code locked 23 subject to change terms and conditions do apply Today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. 
What does that mean? Well, you could go to the NBA. You could look to the NFL and all of the Sunday games with your team, whether it's Jaguars or Bengals, playing on Monday night. You have a full slate of Sunday games to wager on with FanDuel. And again, all you have to do is place a winning $5 money line bet. Boom. You get 150 bucks if your team wins. Plus, they have the latest spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So maybe you're like Tony and you think the Jags are going to roll, obviously. Or maybe you think the Bengals are going to pull off the upset under the Monday night lights. Regardless, get to FanDuel.com slash locked on and get going today. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. As we roll along here, segment three of crossover edition, Locked on Bengals, Locked on Jaguars, it's now time to go the keys to victory. I think Trevor Lawrence needs to have a good showing on national TV. Make sure that uh, he's on point, the leadership is intact, and they put up some points, they don't turn the ball over. And as with any young team, make sure bad plays don't turn into a bad series. You have to have a short memory, get over it. I think there'll be a lot of pressure. In the past, Trevor's arm has been very lively at the beginning of games because he's so excited. He's kind of uh, cut that back a little bit. Uh, but he does have uh, more interceptions this year than he had last year, and he has to continue to work on trimming that down. And I do know that the Bengals have some some very, very talented players in the secondary that could act absolutely uh, come up with the ball. So it's all on Trevor Lawrence. We have to take advantage of the advantage that we have, and you don't, you guys don't have Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence has to be the big guy in the room, the alpha in the room, and uh, play well on a night when the Bengals are not playing with their star. Yeah, my keys to victory, let's start with the offense. I've talked a lot about the defense on this show, but like I said, the offense has been the theme. Jake Browning has to be better, and the coaching staff has to put him in a better position as well. And So I'm expecting more under center this week. I, I think that Lean on the run a little bit more. They're not a run-first team, ladies and gentlemen. So guess what? They're going to throw it more than they run it. That's who they are. That's who they're going to be moving forward. That doesn't mean they can't run it more. And whether it's Joe Mixon, Chase Brown, I think both guys uh, could see touches on on Monday night. Getting efficient efficiency out of the run game will be important. But Jake Browning just has to be better. He left some plays on the field, not just the turnover. You look at his final numbers against the Steelers. They look really good. I mean, 19 of 26, 217, a touchdown and a pick. You take that. But it's got to look better. I'm fine with those final numbers, but it's got to look better. The eye test didn't match the numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think that's the start. Jake Browning has to play better. Got to get this ground game going a bit. You get T. Higgins back, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. That's your advantage. There, there's no combo like that. And, and so lean on those guys. You're going to be a pass-first team. Lean on those guys, especially if T isn't limited at all. Jamar had six targets last week. That has to be at least at least 10, but I would say doubled against the Jaguars. And then on defense, a couple of things that you hit on there. You have to make sure Trevor Lawrence does turn the ball over and does commit a, a fraudulent interception or two early that keeps you in the game, that gives you some confidence, uh, that gives you some momentum and takes the crowd out of the game. So winning that turnover battle is huge. Limiting the big plays, not allowing deep balls or, or explosives. And part of this has been a tackling issue where, uh, like Noah Brown a few weeks ago for the Texans, catches a pass and breaks like four tackles because they're swiping out the ball, swiping out the ball. I get the turnover thirst. 
there's also a balance there. And so they need to have that balance, make the tackles when they're there, not give up huge explosives. They might have Cam Taylor Britt back this week. DJ Turner, the second, the rookie has played well in the secondary. The matchup I'm looking at, and I didn't talk about it much last segment, Dax Hill versus Evan Ingram. I think mm-hmm. that could be one that is big. So th- there are a lot of keys to victory and a lot of things have to happen around the quarterback now. Before it was, all right, Joe, you can you can go hide a bunch of these flaws if they happen. Now it's the other way. All of these guys have to step up around Jake Browning for the Bengals to get a victory. And Heck, I, I might as well give give my prediction now. Obviously, it's early with the Monday game, and we do these crossovers earlier in the the week, and that they they make it tough. I, I think the Bengals are going to be competitive. I think it's hard for me to to pick against a team that is where the Bengals expected to be this year, vying for the top seed in the AFC, vying for a, a division title. But I do think it's going to be competitive. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think the Jags are going to run them out of the building. There will be a a, a moment. Much like last week, the Bengals had a 7-3 to three lead. They were in field goal range. And Jake Browning throws an interception. Mm-hmm. And they, the Steelers went down, took the lead, and never gave it up. In yeah. that moment, that interception, instantly, everyone's like, yep, that's the moment. That stinks. That, that might be the game. I think there will be a moment like that. And I'm not necessarily saying it's an interception. But there's a moment like that where we're like, man, they fought hard. But that's the moment. And, and I don't know what it'll be, but I'll take the Jags in a close one. 23-17. They don't get to that 28, but the Bengals don't get to 20, and the Jags uh, win on Monday Night Football. Bro, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you how wired in we are together. I was just gonna tell you that the score is gonna be 23-17, with the Bengals with the ball, trying to go down and and win it. See, and and watch this, and they have that moment, and then the Jaguars run the clock out, kick a field goal, and make it 26 to 17. So that's my score, 26. I knew, man, we were joined at the hip for a reason, bro. I, look, we we almost that's thinking wild. just alike. It's it's wild. It's crazy. And I'm sitting there like, did this dude just say 23 17? And I'm sitting here thinking that that's what the score is going to be until something happens, a moment, and then the Jaguars end up kicking a field goal to seal it. Yeah, that's what I that that's what I believe. So. If that happens, though, that is a good competitive game, but it's still a win for Jacksonville, and it gets them to nine and three, and they remain tied with a bunch of teams at that top with only three losses. I got a question for you: um, Have you guys missed Jesse Bates, and have people stopped talking about your offensive line? Has the offensive line played better to the point where folks stop talking about it? What are you trying to do at the end of the show? You're just trying to poke. We already talked about how Joe Burrow's out. You're just trying to poke these. Joe Burrow fans. hurt his wrist, though. He he didn't get hurt running for his life like he did on that video you sent me. I, I I agree, but other fans don't uh, don't feel yeah. that way. I uh, yeah no. I I think a lot of fans are still pissed at the offensive line. No, I the offensive line they're not. They haven't been good run blockers this year. They've okay. been solid pass blockers. Now at times is it ugly? Yeah, when you throw it and you drop back forty five times, mm-hmm. fifty times. That's that's part of it, life in the NFL when you're doing that, especially against these elite pass rushers. But a lot of people think I've been too soft on the offensive line. That's okay. Uh, yeah. That said, Jesse Bates, oh, man. Yeah, they miss, they miss that man. They miss yeah. that man a lot. Yeah, that pick guy. Six, yeah, pick six Ooh. last week. You know Jesse Bates is, is like – uh, you know, I had a I I, I wanted Jesse Bates real bit real bad a couple of years ago when, when he was going to hit hit free agency. But from the Jaguar side, things the talking points that people talked about other than Trevor Lawrence, which I think is absolutely bogus that they keep wondering if he is living up to stuff. Trayvon Walker, you're starting to hear less and less talk about uh, Aiden Hutchinson, and that's because 
Uh, he has more sacks. He has four and a half sacks through 11 games. He only had three and a half last year. But folks are starting to see his work on film. And it's also led Josh Allen to be sitting at 11 and a half sacks this year and be in the running for defensive player of the year. So um, he's playing a lot better. He's a bully. And even the fans in Jacksonville have, have stopped looking at the stats of sacks and started to realize his importance on this team. So uh, he's a game wrecker, man. And uh, that's something that we need to pay attention to. Something else everyone needs to pay attention to is locked on our new national show. Yes. Locked on sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube locked on sports today is here for you 24 seven covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel. And with that, I will say, not goodbye, but see you later to my brother James until I see you this weekend here in Jacksonville. Um, I might put a put a meal on you or something, man, but you got to get ready for it now. I mean, you don't eat all I'm that. ready right you, now. You, you sit there I'm working out now. and all of that. You don't be eating all that stuff. I, you know, I'm talking about oxtails and, and maybe some lima beans and cornbread. I'll put it on you, man. You, you'll go home needing to buy a bigger shirt. You hang around with me for two days. Resident fat boy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. No, that oxtail. You know what that does? That's fuel. That's lifting fuel. I can already feel yeah, it. You always got to bring it. You got to bring it back to working out. The, the thing you that brought I don't it do, up. I'm just saying. Thing, yeah, the thing that I don't do, you got to bring it right back to working out. I'm trying to get you fat. And you you saying that's just protein. So I, I just, I, if, I just if, if if an NFL team ever needs a 5'9", <laughs> pretty in shape guy just to come in, I might be able to sign to the practice squad. That's all, Tom. Yeah, you five eight, but that's all right. We ain't gonna. Oh I'll, no way, no I'll way. Let you, I'll let you go ahead. I'll let you go ahead. Lie. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you lie here on, on TV, and we we ain't gonna worry about it, man. But that being said, Bengals fans, Jaguar fans, enjoy the game this weekend for James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. Y'all take care of each other. Five eight. You five eight. <laughs> Snuck that in. That